Well, welcome one and all to the program we call Illumination, coming from the library at Sunset Lodge number 369, right here in Santa Monica, California. If you want to reach us, it's real easy. Just go on the web and look up sunsetmasoniclodge.org. That's sunsetmasoniclodge.org. We love to see you. We're here most Tuesdays. We start dinner at 6.30. Please come by, whether you're a Mason or not. We'd love to talk to you and get to know you better. Our guest today is someone you've heard spoken of a couple of times in other podcasts along the way. He's a, he's really well thought of around here. And uh, I remember the first time I ever came to this lodge, I sat down and I was really kind of nervous about everything. Our guest came by, sat next to me, and told me some of his infamous jokes. And most of them I don't think would be appropriate for our podcast. Everyone be honest, all right? Maybe not. And such an honor to see him is our our current master of our lodge, Brother David Neal. Worshipful, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you for having me, brother. You bet. Well, I just lost my... Uh... Well, welcome to the crew. I lose mine every so often, too, like that. Now, this is the second time you've served as master of our lodge. Is that correct? Yes, 2010, and now again in 2019. That's awesome. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to get a little um, insight into the beginnings of things. What got you interested in becoming a Mason? Well, my dad was a Mason, and he served as master of his lodge in 1960. Can you wow. believe it? A long time ago, he was master of his lodge. Um, I didn't even know what it was. My dad would go off on a particular night of the week or night of the month and uh, we'll go to Mason's. And we said, what's Mason's? And just a thing they do. We were little kids, so we didn't ask sure. that much. But he had his regalia. I remember there was a little spot where he kept his apron and his jewel and uh, his various jewels and his Masonic things. And uh, my dad passed away uh, 15 years ago almost. And I still have his tiny little cipher book. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I have his Masonic Bible from way back that he was presented when he became a master mason in 1957. Wow. So it's great That's that we're actually carrying on that tradition here at Sunset as well. And uh, so it seemed to work for him. It He was a guy of a lot of integrity and everything. And then uh, I thought about it time to time. I've had a couple of friends over the years who were masons. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah, my dad was a mason. And then I ran into Michael, our producer here. Right. And um, he was from Canada, like me, and he was talking about masonry and talking about the lodge here at Sunset Lodge and invited me over. I came over and uh, next thing I know, I was getting my degrees. Next thing I know, I was master. It's funny. It happens just like that. It does, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just kind of snowballs one into the other. And next thing I know, I'm master again. Really? Now, your your dad never really pushed you into becoming a mason, did he? Not at all. Wow. So he didn't bring it up to you or so forth? No, not really. He he um, he was a mason. I mean, he was. I seemed like he was pretty active. He served as master. But then I, I was kind of gone, young. I didn't stay living at home. Okay. Into like, first I went away to college when I was like in my late teens, and then by the time I was twenty twenty one, I was gone. I was right. in a like a different part of the country, uh, living in the big city. You yes. know, and so. Uh, by the time I was an adult to get ready to join something like the craft, I was gone. Right. So uh, <clears throat> becoming a musician and all that stuff. So, no, he never really uh, 
probably had that opportunity of having me around to guide me into things in the I understand. Now, you came in and you said, what got you to say, you know, this is something I really want to be a part of? You know, um, I liked the ritual. Right. I liked the adherence to tradition that you find in a lodge. I also liked the guys. I liked, uh, I mean, I can't really mention on this uh, public media forum anything from the actual ritual right. of masonry. Of but uh, <clears throat> there are things that allude to um, men from very diverse backgrounds being united by something greater than the, diver- than the difference in those backgrounds. Right. And... Um, people from far distances actually finding themselves in the same place. And true friendship exists among those from different backgrounds. And I love the diversity of it. And uh, uh, as you know, the Lodge is different now than it was then. Right. We have a, we, it's great now. I mean, we have a lot of younger brothers who are coming in and bringing like a really great new energy to it our, our lodge is in great shape right now so. it's doing great isn't it, isn't it? Isn't it? these yeah. people are just bringing so much oh. of their own energy into the lodge I it's, love just, it. it's yeah. just really great this is a really great growing it's a vibrant lodge vibrant it's vibrant. very vibrant and inclusive as yeah. i like to call it all right real good now one of the things i love to ask people whenever they're guests are about the degrees they went through i want to give an idea here you are you went through the first degree Tell me what that did for you. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was <clears throat> um, like it uh, should be. It was a, a sense of initiation. Yes. And uh, it didn't seem new. It just seemed like, yeah, I kind of belong here. Yes. And it gave me the uh, it gave me a love for the ritual work and wanting to do that properly and do it in the long way like yes the, the, the sure and michael actually encouraged me uh, a lot in that like I'm, michael was definitely uh my masonic mentor when right. i came in here and as he is to a lot of the guys in this lodge yes I mean, he is. he's, he's really Mike. he's really uh been a big force in um uh getting these guys into shape as great masons especially from a ritual point of view and then um uh yeah that was the feeling i had after the first degree then this, I mean, you know, like I like to say, the the first degree is about is about birth. Yes. The second degree is about life. The third degree is about transition. Right? That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. Now tell me about the. Uh, just a second. I want you to tell me about your second degree here in just a little bit. I want to remind everybody you are listening or watching the program we call Illumination from the Library of Sunset Lodge number 369 right here in Santa Monica, California. To reach us, just go on the web. Our web address is sunsetmasoniclodge.org. That's sunsetmasoniclodge.org. We're here most Tuesdays starting at 6.30 with a meal. Whether you're a mason or not, we would love for you to come by. If you happen to be in the area, please stop by. We love to see you. We answer questions, whatever you want to find out more about. We'll be right here. Uh, my name is Les Jones, the producer, and the man in the hot seat is our brother Michael Walbach, and our guest is Worshipful David Neal, who currently serves as the master of our lodge. 
The second degree, and everyone here knows that I feel this way, the second oh, degree <laughs> is my favorite degree. <clears throat> and it's, uh, it's so rich mm-hmm. in everything. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you to go through the second degree? Um, like I said, once again, it was a long time ago. Right. Um, I think that the second degree really, perhaps more than other, ex- explains the basis of what masonry is about. And what the symbology is about. And uh, especially the middle section where the senior deacon has a chance to shine. And we have a particularly great senior deacon right now in the lodge. A Texan, actually. A Texan. Yeah, a Texan. That's doubly good. I'm not going to mention any names. No names. But but you do rock that part of that degree. Thank you, brother. I love doing that. Oh, I love doing that. I've learned so much. Even going over and over and over it, it just... I always pick up something new about it all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Now, we have the big one, the third degree. What was that like for you? Do you remember that? The third degree is, there's a lot of surprise. Yes. Which I might not, should uh, yeah. should be saying. Yeah. Um, say there's that. a lot of surprise for the candidate. You're, you're, it's not what you expect. And things kind of leap out from behind the corner. And what? Yes. <laughs> and at the end, you're just like, wow, this really kind of solidifies this and, and cements it into where the three degrees become one. They are three steps. And um, so that was, yeah, that was a wonderful degree. It's still my favorite one to yeah. perform. And I love the lecture. Um, I love the opportunity for the whole lodge to come together. It's the one where, during the performance of the degree, every brother in the lodge has something that's integral to the the conferral of that. Right. right. Awesome. Really good. Now, you've <clears throat> gone through the degrees. What you were, you were going up to be the the master of the lodge? Where did you start your progression up to becoming a master? Were you ever the senior deacon? No, I started out as chaplain. Oh, wow. Okay. I was chaplain. And then immediately after that, um, I went directly into the South from there. Junior warden. Junior warden. From, I keep losing my earbud here. The um, Somehow that right one doesn't want to stay. Most yeah, I think it's where it's tied onto the chair. I'm sure. going to move the chair. That's better. Okay. The um, Yeah, I went from chaplain. Chaplain got some good ritual work. And... Um, no, I was never a deacon, junior or senior or a steward. Uh, the offices that I've held in the lodge were chaplain, which I liked. I liked that a lot. I still like it. I can see why our current chaplain likes it. Then I went right to the south. Then the then the ascension is on. You right. go from the south, west, east. And then after that, I was, uh, believe I was chaplain again one or two years. And... Well, at least one year I was organist, which right. was interesting because my piano playing is pretty bad. But I was better than anyone else in the lodge at the time, so I had to do. <clears throat> now we have a great organist. Oh, he did. Oh, man, he's fantastic. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I always had a soft spot for chaplain. I thought that was a great spot. And uh, and then once again now, uh, I remember a couple of years ago when uh, I was asked by Worshipful Hassan would I step back in the line. My first thought was, really? Yeah, <laughs> was no. like, ah. Because I had this thought where a healthy lodge 
should never have to repeat. Past masters should right. never have to step back in and be master again. But we had a couple of brethren with, um, there was some health challenges and some career challenges and things changed around. And and I've enjoyed it even more this time than I had the last time. Wow. And especially oh. because of the guys in the lodge. We have such a great group. Yeah, here. what is That's, it like being a, a master for the <clears> second time? Easier. Really? <laughs> yeah, it is. Because there's no, um, there's no, um, like, hey, what do I do now? I know what to do. Now I can focus more on how to do it excellently. And um, it's really important when you're a master to have a great secretary. We have a great secretary now. And we had a great one in Brandon. We have a great one in Tony. We have a great assistant secretary in Michael. So much of that is, is handled. <clears throat> and we have brethren who are... Um, very willing to participate. I, I remember making a joke with a couple of past masters that some masters are really good at organizing. I'm really good at delegating. Yes. <laughs> so get someone else to do it. Yeah, and they do. Yeah, they and it's one I love it. about the people of our lodge right now yeah. is we're getting a flux <clears throat> of of younger people who we really are. want to be active in oh, our lodge, yeah. Yeah. and we are very inclusive in our lodge. Mm -hmm. And it's just so wonderful seeing people from different parts, different areas. Yeah, yeah. And coming in, it really is the thing I loved about going to college. You know, nothing against my high school group, but people in your high Within school certain, tend to be within yeah. a certain area. Right. Going to college, I was exposed to so many different ideas, so yes. many things. And that's what I love most about going to college. Yeah. And that's what I love about our lodge is we're so diverse, so, so diverse. inclusive with people of different types, nationalities. And they, you guys even accept Texans. Yeah. That's amazing. We had, we had to stretch a bit for that one. I know. I mean, we've, well. got, we've got Persian brothers, yes. Armenian brothers, Jewish brothers, Muslim brothers. We've had Hindu brothers in here. Uh, we even allowed Canadians, Maritimes, oh, Newfoundlanders. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names. No names. No. Uh, we have Italian brothers, lots of Hispanic brothers, African-American brothers, and a couple of Texans. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we That's make an exception for the Texans. Yeah, <laughs> give us a little thing there, okay? That's great. Now, one of the things that I feel very strongly about is that uh, masonry really develops your spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Go back. What got you interested in spiritual things? I was already interested in spiritual things. I had been uh, going to uh, my spiritual center the agape international spiritual right. center for years i was uh, um around the same time i joined the lodge maybe just before i graduated as a licensed spiritual practitioner really there. i didn't know that and yeah. uh, and so i was i was deep in it already <clears throat> the thing is you know people say to me oh you know masonry is some kind of a religion it's an alternative religion it's not a religion no. at all it it might be a different perspective on religion but it's not a religion because right. i mean if you're if you grew up shiite be a Shi come on come on and be a shiite and be a mason be a catholic be a mason catholic church doesn't like that too much yeah. um be be uh, an orthodox jew and be a mason you don't have to convert from anything you were before at all we don't want you to just we don't want you to just bring it in you got a holy book on which to uh, do your obligation bring it use that that's awesome you know and nobody's trying to change anyone an interesting thing like there's so much complexity associated with masonry there's so much misinformation about ritual and stuff know, like that yeah. i mean but 
we we gave a brother a second degree a couple of weeks ago and you know after a degree the brother is always asked to stand up and share his thoughts about the degree with the lodge and the young man stood up and he said it was just really great and it just made me want to not be a dick in front of you guys yeah and he hit on something there that's bigger than he thinks that's In a world where people act in such a selfish and unconscious way, not being a dick is a thing to strive for. Sure. Do you know what I mean? I know and, exactly. And uh, he was sort of making a joke, but he was actually quite serious. Like, it's true. It's like conducting oneself with virtue and, and goodness toward others is a really big it's funny. The um, one of the things that I've always tell people is they talk about spirituality and how to become enlightened and so forth. And I said, if you honestly really want to become a fully enlightened being, there's just one basic spiritual practice that you have to commit to and practice it day after day, and moment after moment. And that's courtesy. Just be yeah. courtesous. And, and imagine a world yes. where we were always just courteous to one another. And what mm-hmm. an amazing it would be a paradise if that were the it case. Really would. And, yeah. and I think masonry, as David says, it, it connects to those values where you you talk about morality and courtesy and taking care of one another and, and essentially like you say, not being a dick, you know. Yeah, yeah really. Not being a dick. I mean and, and it's so it's so very important because I've spoke about this last week. The three basic principles of Freemasonry is brotherly love. That's the very first thing. First one. And and I think I brought this up again, once again, as I said last week. I've seen lodges where you step in it and you can feel the tension, feel how they're just going to clicks or backbiting and this yeah. and that. And I'm sorry, whatever work you do of relief out in the community is going to fall on deaf ears. Right. Yeah. Because they can feel the <clears throat> spirit that you have within your lodge. Yeah. And I think that's really <clears throat> what started everything on the on the positive realm. Not not to say it was bad or anything before, but really brought us up to the next level is we started practicing brotherly love within our lodge. Yes. Taking care of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, looking out for each other within the lodge. And not only is our work outside, in my opinion, so much more effective, oh, yeah. but we're bringing in these even more wonderful people <clears> along <throat> the way. Mm-hmm. So, and, and people are recommending to their friends, you got to come to this place. I mean, a couple of, uh, couple of guys have just become Master Masons this year. Like Brother Ray, who's been mm-hmm. your guest on this show. Yes. He's just, oh, he loves it. He just thinks he's found something really, he didn't realize it was like this yes and and he's all in now now i tell you he's you say that about what he thinks about us but we think about him oh, in the same way love the guy. Ray is yeah. awesome you he's know? awesome i mean i can totally see him as some years go by being master of this oh lodge. Yeah. yeah but but he adds that spark mm-hmm. like many other people have added uh, yeah. add to it on a daily basis and it seems like that we're just that's something that's really special with Sunset Lodge. Yeah, and it's my favorite lodge in the world. Oh, you know? mine too. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if we're what we have going on, with the types of people around where we really practice the principles of Freemasonry, mm-hmm. and that's very special. What, yeah, yeah, it's, it's so true. And and like you said, brotherly love, the first one, then relief, truth, looking out for one another, and truth. Once again, comes back to not being a dick. Don't lie. Don't misrepresent. Just walk with a kind of integrity that, at the end of the day, 
you're unblemished. You basically have conducted yourself reasonably well through Very that good. day, which is more and more rare in this culture now, which is so self-driven, especially now, which is like... I know. You know what I mean? Everything is so private and self-driven. And so... And this is kind of off the subject a little bit, but something happened with my tablet, as and I didn't know where it went for a while. We were just, but I spent about a month without my tablet. Well, was I, it you, that long? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I was I was on the bus, you know, and I always sit there and read a book or something. My tablet. Well, I didn't have my tablet. Best thing to ever happen to me. Really? I would look around and see what type of beautiful day it was. I would mm -hmm. talk to people. People would come up to me and we would talk. I was. Here in Santa Monica, we get a lot of tourists. Oh, we do. So yeah. I love to talk to people from different areas. People from England, people from Australia, mm -hmm. people from Germany. I did, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And so that, that's, that's a lot of what's happened. Now, you're talking about how have you seen the, the lodge grow? You kind of touched on it a little bit from when you got here first to what we're doing now. Well, I mean, when I got here first... <clears throat> it's, it's so funny I was talking to Worshipful Constantine the other day we're like who's been a guest on our show too yeah and we looked at each other and went I guess we're the old guys around here yeah. now do you know what I mean yeah, I know, yeah. when, we, when I first got here uh, there were there were some much older gentlemen great guys sure. who were here yeah, and, sure. and were really active in the lodge who we don't really see around very much now just because of age and you know some some health things and uh and there was a feeling of, a, uh, maybe a little bit of feeling of age hierarchy where young guys would come in and go like, eh, nobody's really going to listen to me that much. Right. And we don't have that now. No, we don't. We guys, we have brothers in their, in their 20s who are just like, yeah, I just actually feel like I have a voice in here too. Like I can make a contribution and uh, I love that. And, and it reflects by the number of young med members that uh, we have come in. I, I know you're only 25. Oh, but, so uh, you know, 26. 26. Okay. Right. So we're on the same. We're uh, same millennial age, age group, yeah. you know. But, um, and it's exciting to see, and it's exciting to see the passion with which these uh, these brothers embrace the degrees oh, and amazing. the ritual work and how excited they are by it and how they just jump into it and then they want to be really full-fledged members of the lodge and, and they're going to be around a long time because... One, uh, sadly, at our meetings, we do have what's called a sacred role. Right. Where we have to read out the master, me, have to read out the names of brethren who uh, have passed on to the next realm. And have you ever noticed, Masons live a long time. They do. These guys are all like 98. I'm talking know? to Brother Michael about that. I yeah. said, what is it that it seems like my dad's in the in his upper 80s, drives yeah, around. Yeah. His, 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 I remember his, your dad. Yeah, he's still active in his lodge. Right? Yeah, very yeah. active. And so, that's awesome. By the way, I want to remind everybody, you are listening or watching to the program Illumination. We're coming from the Library of Sunset Lodge, number 369 in Santa Monica, California. As always, I'd like to remind you, if you want to get in touch with us, the best way to do it is go on the web and look us up. It's sunsetmasoniclodge.org. That's sunsetmasoniclodge.org. We'd love to hear from you. We're here on Tuesday nights, vast majority of Tuesday nights. Just get in touch with us. We start everything at 6.30 with a meal and go on from there. And Les does accept fan mail. I do. Yeah. <laughs> really. Uh, yes. All of them, right? 
as I get swamped oh, all the time. Hello. But we have we have uh, we have people that tune in to us all over the world, and it's wonderful seeing how how mm-hmm. everything is growing like that. What would you suggest if you had all our our new Masons, people who have joined in the last couple of years, right here in the library? What would you tell them? What what sage advice from you? And I don't mean that as you one of the old men, so to speak. But what what advice like sage would you better, sage? Yeah. What would you tell them? It's what you bring. It's what you bring to it. Because there's not there's no there's no magic wand that will be touched upon a man. All of a sudden, it becomes this enlightened, yeah. wonderful, beneficent man. He has to make that decision himself, and the lodge is what he brings to it and what the other brothers bring to it together. Um, we receive from it what we give to it. Yeah. And our lodge is a good example of that. Yes, it is. We have so many guys who just, ah, this thing. That's all right. But Those of you who are listening to us, he's having problems with his right ear ear uh, earplugs. So it's to cute, say. though. So it looks like yeah. it's all right. Yeah. But you're right, and I, I've seen that. In the past, there have been some people coming in who get their degrees, and we never see them anymore. Yeah, and and I'll, also I would say, it's not, it's not tricks, it's no. not it's not eyes wide shut, it's not. Um, we're not going to be having lunch tomorrow in a dark room with Henry Kissinger deciding the fate of the. It's just, mm. don't believe what you read in those books, you know, and and. Um, it's more just about walking with integrity. That's really, it sounds simple, but it's more challenging to practice it every day than it is to just speak it out. That's right. Right? And to care. Yeah. You know, just to care yeah. for people. It's mm-hmm. amazing. And I, I, Brother Michael, thank you for bringing that up. But it's yeah. so special just to care for somebody. <clears throat> you know, most people aren't used to that anymore. Right. You know, really, you care for them, not trying to get anything off of them or right. trying to, you know, connive them out of something or mm-hmm. try to influence them for this or that. Just sit down and care about someone. Yeah, and listen. Yeah. Yeah. People aren't used to that anymore. What final words do you have for us today? What, dinner time. Dinner time. Well, <laughs> we're running a little bit late on that. The, the, Just uh, my final words are I am so happy that uh, our lodge has this show. This, this podcast, and uh, just thankful to Worshipful Michael and Brother Les uh, for bringing this show every week. We've had some great guests. We have great other great guests coming on. And um, just keep it up, you guys. And folks, keep watching. Uh, send Les his family and just enjoy <laughs> the show. And uh, thank, thank you again, Michael, for doing this. And uh, that's it. That's it? Dinner's All on. All right. Dinner's on, isn't yeah. it? Well, I want to thank you most of all, um, Worshipful. You've been you've been a big part of my Masonic life, and you you've always been there with an encouraging word. Sometimes I felt kind of down about what I did and mm-hmm. how well I did it, mm-hmm. but you always came up and gave me a lot of encouragement. And you will never know how much that means to me. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing too. Uh, <clears throat> with you, you mentioned that when you first came into the lodge, you were nervous. It didn't really strike me that way, but I did see sometimes. Oh man, I did. I didn't do this so well. It's like I'm a musician. You know right. what? You play it. If you play it wrong, it's gone in the air. Right. 
It's not going to come back and haunt you. Do you know what I mean? So just just move on and do it do it better the next time and 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 you do. I mean, right now, I mean, everything you have you've come with such a great uh such a great uh, passion for this work and you do it so well. I don't even have to encourage you now. Now I can just sit back and make smart, smart ass Texas jokes. Really? <laughs> that works just as well. That's you know? And it's great. Well, Worshipful, thank you so much thank for you, being brother. a part of our program. And it's an honor and privilege to know you. Thank and you, I really brother. appreciate you. And looking forward to a great degree tonight. Oh, it's going to be great. We're doing a third degree tonight. Yes, right after we grumble by tea. Yes. Okay. Wah! All right. This is the program Illumination from the Library of Sunset Lodge, number 369. My name is Les Jones. Our guest has been Worshipful David Neal. Big thank you to the man in the hot seat running the board, yes. producing it, our, our great friend, Brother Michael Walbach. All right, till next time, let's go eat. Yes. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>